This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Catitude. Hello to all my feline friends. I have a great, interesting show coming up. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story, and then I have some wonderful guests to introduce. So, all my feline friends that are listening, thanks for making Catitude a very popular show out there for cat people and anyone who wants to learn about cats. So, thanks again. I am so excited to tell you about this brand new litter I found. It's called Pretty Litter. Molly and Dennis and Charlotte love it. And what's even more important, Mama loves it a lot. And what it does that it makes it so different from any other litter I've ever used is it has a built-in health monitoring system. So the litter actually changes color to let you know if there's anything going on with your cat. Because cats hide their health issues. They don't really talk and tell you about it until it's almost too late. So What this does is it starts off, it actually starts off really pretty. It's a white crystal and it will turn colors as your cat does its business. There's actually a color code on the bag and it lets you know if it turns this color, you know, monitor it because it might be time to see your vet and check it out. Also, what I love is that it's eco-friendly, it's scoopable, it's absorbent, it has low dust, it has great odor control. And probably one of the best things, one four-pound bag lasts a month with for one each cat. That is fabulous. And, well, no, I love that, but I love this too. It's also delivered right to your door. You can get it on subscription and it just comes to your door every month. Now, the other wonderful thing is that I have a special code for all my Catitude friends. Go to prettylitter.com slash cat101. Use the coupon code CAT101 and you'll get 20% off your first subscription order. That's prettylittercats.com slash CAT101. Use the coupon code CAT101 and you'll get 20% off your first subscription order. Can't beat that. Now, I have an interesting story to share. This is my personal experience and, well, here you go. When I moved, and it was about a couple years ago, I moved to an entirely different area, a little more rural, and with the area came cats. There were a lot of, like, community cats, not really feral, because, I don't know, feral to me are cats that are really, really in the wild, don't want to be, you know, near you or anything, and community are more, they'll come around for food and then dash away, because they're not used to humans. So a lot of community cats. So my particular home came with this cat called, I ended up calling her Sammy because I didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. I thought she was a little kitten. Turns out she was a mama. And she was mama to a cat we adopted who is a kitten almost as big as she is because Sammy is very tiny. I don't know what she weighs. Maybe, maybe eight pounds, nine pounds. She's tiny. And her baby that we now adopted is a whopping 17 because the baby daddy's big. Anyhow, let's get back to the story. So my home came with these cats. And so I thought, okay, well, let me feed them because I can't see these cats going hungry. And 
and Sammy was so skinny anyways, and she had this cute little kitten with her, so I put out food. Then comes along another cat, and I didn't know who he was. Turned out it was Sammy's baby daddy, and we call him Jethro because, well, the name just suits him. So Sammy, I noticed after a little while, was getting a little chubby. So, you know, I saw a little belly and I thought, oh, great, she's eating. She doesn't, you know, she's not starving. She doesn't look like she's emaciated anymore. That's great. Well, I really just thought that that was the case. I had not a clue. Well, guess what? A Sunday morning came and Sammy had kittens pretty much on my doorstep right there. And I, right there, I mean, she just had the babies. There were two tabbies that came out and one black and white. And that was, it was amazing to see, but also made me think, wow, okay, kittens. And, you know, they're adorable, but it was also our rainy season where um, we're based. So we tried to put, you know, something out so she'd be okay. She kept taking the kittens and hiding them. And it was... Oh, it was a lot of, you know, the kitten started getting mobile very quickly. So I, you know, got a tarp, I bushes, I made a whole little area for them. It was, it was fenced in. It was a small like dog run, but the fence wasn't that high. And then of course I had to go through the process of getting them adopted because I didn't want to bring them to a shelter unless I knew for sure everything would be okay. So we adopted the black and white one, who is Molly, and the other two, one went to a friend and one went to a a foster mom. So, and then I thought, I better get Sammy fixed because she's going to have more babies if I don't. And it was a lot of work with these kittens. You know, you buy kitten food and kitten formula and you have to make sure they're okay. And it didn't take long before they were crawling on top of the tarp, which was, I don't even know how they got up there. It was maybe five feet off the ground because it's, you know, warm in South Florida. So this gave them a little shade, a little protection from the rain. Okay. So I go to Humane Society. I get a little, I guess, uh, ticket, if you will. No, not really a ticket. I got the paperwork so I would be able to get a TNR, trap, neuter, release for her. And it was like maybe seven weeks away or so. But that was their timeline. So I thought, okay, I'll wait seven weeks. And, you know, it's no charge. The Humane Society, fine. Okay, guess what happened? She got pregnant again and had more babies. This time, I thought, I cannot wait for the Humane Society for seven weeks. So I found a local, there are a lot of vets that are, check your community. There's a lot of vets that do TNR services for a very nominal fee. They might take cats up to a certain time early, early in the morning, and you have to pick them up at a certain time. Check in your community. In almost all, you know, large cities, they're is some sort of animal TNR program. Well, I tried to catch Sammy. I borrowed two humane traps. They were both good. They were both fine. They had both been used to trap many, you know, cats in the wild. Well, guess what I caught? I caught the baby daddy, Jethro, twice. We got him fixed. The second time, he got a free meal. And then I trapped a raccoon, which freaked me out 
so much. Well, see, you know, South Florida, if you live near water, you have raccoons, you have possums. And this raccoon was probably not well because it was out during the day and they're nocturnal. And it was vicious. Oh, it was a bad experience. So I kept trying to catch Sammy. Nothing. And I thought, geez, if I don't do something soon, she's going to get pregnant again. And it's going to be, you know, another set of babies. And, you know, my significant other, the husband's like, oh, well, we could adopt some more. And I thought, no, three's enough. Three cats and two dogs is plenty. Plus, we have the two outside ones. I think we're done. But we have to get Sammy fixed. So I was voicing my, you know, concerns over on a certain site on the Internet. And someone said, well, call my friend Liz. She's a cat trapper. And I thought, what in the world is a cat trapper? I had never heard of this. I was at my wit's end. I mean, really, I I tried to catch her. There was a neighborhood um, gentleman who was very spry, who was very good. He's caught so many cats that are in the neighborhood that are roaming around freely. But Sammy, forget it. She's sneaky. She's tiny. She got food out of one of the traps like maybe four or five times, never got caught. Like she's the ghost cat, you know? So I thought, okay, what have I got to lose? So I called Liz. And we're going to talk to Liz and her partner, Margaret, a little bit later in the show. But I want to let you know, Liz came over, very nominal fee, and caught her. She caught her using a drop trap. If you haven't heard of a drop trap, you can, you know, search it online. It's it's kind of like what Roadrunner, if you remember that comic from way back, what they used. But she used a drop trap. And even that took a little time. But, you know, Liz is an excellent, Liz and Margaret are excellent cat trappers. You can find cat trappers in your area. Make sure, contact maybe what your vet or the local humane society for a reputable cat trapper. I'm sure there's many that are reputable. I can't, I don't even want to think there's people that would do any kind of funny business when it comes to cat trapping. It's not something that they're making fortunes off of. They're doing it more for the love of, you know, saving all of these poor cats from getting euthanized. Anyhow, we finally got Sammy fixed. And now to give you just an update, Sammy and Jethro are, you know, it's funny. Sammy and Jethro are doing fine. They're lovebirds, even though, you know, they can't do the deed anymore. They're, you know, I don't know if they're just smelling each other, but I like to think they're giving each other little kisses and everything. But they're very, they're a couple, absolutely a couple. And it's interesting, you know, Jethro used to be one, if you went even close to him, he would dart away. And ever since we got him fixed, he comes when he's called, I can pet him. He wants to come in the house is what he wants. And I would do it, but then Sammy would be by herself because Sammy is not, she's not a house cat. It's not going to happen. She's just not. But they're both fine. They have coverage for when, you know, the weather is, you know, a little wet, a little cold. They have security. They get flea treatment. They get food. So they're doing really well. And um, that's the story. So after this break, we're going to talk to, come back, and we're going to talk to Liz and Margaret, and we're going to learn all about what a cat trapper is. Before we go to break, I just want to tell you about something fantastic I just did. I just took a picture of my little diva, Molly, and I went to paintyourlife.com. I sent them in the picture. 
they made a couple of enhancements to it. And I chose the style of picture I wanted, you know, whether it was oil or watercolor or charcoal, I decided on oil. And they did the painting from the photograph. And when this painting arrived, I could not believe it. It is unbelievably fantastic. It's beautiful. It's so lifelike. You could actually, you want to reach out and just, you know, touch her whisker. I mean, it's beautiful. And I decided to have it framed. So it came framed, ready to go. It's already on my wall. Absolutely beautiful. And, you know, think this is a great way to cherish your pet forever, a great way to memorialize your pet, a great way to, you know, if you have a picture of a pet that recently passed, what a great gift for yourself or maybe for someone else in your life. For everyone listening, I have a special discount just for the listeners for Pet Life Radio. Order now from paintyourlife.com and save 20% using my exclusive code PETLIFE20. And all my listeners will also qualify for free shipping. It's PETLIFE20 and you also qualify for free shipping. Now stay tuned. We're going to be right back. It's the Cats of Laughing Thunder in The New Businesses Adventure. Follow the hilarious adventures of the cartoon cats of Laughing Thunder as they each launch a business to earn money. Sven starts a cooking show with dishes that are a bit bizarre. Yolanda builds a robot with serious issues. Fritz buys a blimp to film weather videos. Pumpkin publishes a how-to-be unmannerly website, but they face many troubles along the way. From silly adults to stupid teens. From unruly robots to wild weather. Will they succeed? Find out in this awesome illustrated children's fiction book featuring the Cats of Laughing Thunder in the new Businesses Adventure. You can purchase their latest adventure book at shop.laughingthunder.com. That's shop.laughingthunder.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, all my feline friends. You know, I discussed earlier, I told you all about my experience with Sammy and with finally getting her trapped with a cat trapper and the whole story about that. Now, I am so excited to have my guests, Liz and Margaret. They are cat trappers. Welcome, Liz and Margaret. Thank you so much for having us. I'd like to just say, Liz and Margaret aren't just any cat trappers. They were the cat trappers that caught Sammy. And I think what you do is amazing. But I wanted to have you on the show and I wanted to do this show because there's so many people that do not, they have not a clue what's a cat trapper. So Liz or Margaret, can you tell us what, what does a cat trapper do? Well, what happens is there are tens of thousands of cats. They're called community cats, stray cats, feral cats that are roaming the streets. And what we do is people are feeding them and they don't know how they keep populating. So what we do is we come out there and we trap these cats. 
we get them sterilized and which is spayed and neutered. And then we get their rabies vaccine, their boosters, get them healthy, and then we put them back out there. And hopefully the people keep feeding them. And this way we stop the overpopulation that is occurring in Broward County. Well, I know you're mentioning Broward County, but I know that since our shows listened to all over the world, and especially the U.S., I know there's cat trappers all over, right? I'm hoping there are. Yes, there's a lot of cat trappers in Dade County and in all of South Florida. More and more people are becoming aware of the problem and more and more people are learning about trapping. But most people don't know what to do and how to contact somebody to come out and help them. And that's part of the problem is that they just keep feeding these community cats and they populate and populate. And next thing you know, they got 50 cats there. That's kind of what was my story, as I talked about earlier. You know, Sammy just, I thought she was eating well. She got pregnant. And then a lot of places where you can get, you know, go to the Humane Society, get a ticket, and it's at a certain date. And by the time that date comes around, sometimes your your cat is pregnant again, which was my case. And then there's times where Correct. that was my situation with Sammy, too. I couldn't catch her. She's a very skinny, very little cat. And she looks like she'd probably be a kitten, but she's she's full grown, and she was just impossible. I caught, you know, I I caught a raccoon, I caught right. the baby daddy twice, couldn't <laughs> catch her for anything. I used humane traps, and and I just couldn't do it. And I didn't even, you know, from doing some internet research and getting a referral, you know, I found out about Liz and Margaret, and Liz actually did the trap, but. I even remember talking to Liz and telling her, are you sure? Then she's sneaky. Are you sure? What's your success rate? I don't know if you're going to be able to get her. And she just said, you know, follow my instructions and this and that. And I watched it happen and I was just amazed. So for for everybody that's listening, because the name itself, cat trapping, sounds like you're hunting or something, you know, and for there might be people that have never heard of it and all. Can you just kind of explain? I know you did like a little overall, but what you actually do that makes you different from just, you know, taking a humane trap and putting the cat in this trap. Right. There's actually a drop trap that we use a lot, which is a big box that kind of holds up by a lever, and then we have a fishing line attached to it. We put the food in the back of that. So the cats think, oh, let me just go get this food. We pull that line, and the box falls on them. And then there's a little transfer door that we can transfer them into little traps. And then we also, when we go out to people's houses, the cats need to be hungry. They're not going to go into a trap unless they are hungry. So when we instruct people, do not feed the night before or sometimes two days before. If it's a hard trap, you have to try track yourself where you were just doing everything and you just couldn't get her. You just got to stop feeding. And the only food, you can also prop open a trap and just feed in the trap so they get comfortable going inside that trap. Then when you're ready to set it, you put the food in and you set it and you have them. So that's kind of what we do. We prepare the homeowner or the feeder 
and let them know what's going to be happening and what they need to do to help this be successful. And our success rate is pretty much 100%. We're going to get the cat. See, part of my challenge was that I did all that. I barred two humane traps. I even had a neighbor who was pretty good at, you know, capturing cats in the neighborhood and in humane traps, try to get her. I did, you know, the food. I did all of that. And it was a mission impossible. And meanwhile, she got pregnant twice. <laughs> so I just thought, yeah. I don't know what to do anymore. And I talked about that earlier, but the whole kitten thing and everything, it's okay. You know, it's fun. First litter, then you have the second litter, then you're just, oh my gosh, you know, and you can't keep doing that. But you guys do special. It's not, you described it easy, but I'm telling you, you are talented. And Liz was actually the one that came out and captured Sammy. And I don't think Sammy was easy. So Liz, you have amazing patience. And Sammy was not easy. And she wasn't even easy to get into the, you know, the smaller trap. But the transfer trap. Yeah, but yeah. You, you got her. I was so skeptical. I thought, all right, I don't know what to do anymore. Please come. Please help me. I don't know. I'm, I'm at my, well, I don't I, know what to do. And um, it was just amazing. There is a lot of people out there that are feeding, you know, cats like in your neighborhood. And the point that we want to try and get across to all these people is they have to be spayed and neutered because unfortunately what happens is cats get pregnant almost like rabbits. You know, every quarter they're going to have a litter. And then those in four months, those poor little kittens are going to have litters. And it's very hard on the mother. And after a while, the mother will not be able to handle another pregnancy. And she passes in the wild, possibly even trying to have the babies. So, I mean, it's very detrimental to these poor mothers out there, cats. That's why it's so important. If you can't touch the cat, you know, reach out. We'll trap. You know, they can buy a trap and go at Home Depot if they're unable to complete it, like you weren't able to trap it. Call someone like us. Reach out to other clinics. They will recommend us or recommend another trapper. Broward County Animal Control will recommend us. So it's, it's very important to get these cats fixed. Any feeders out there, please, please fix these animals. That is huge because I hear so many people say, you know, well, I I have like three outdoor cats that I feed, you know, and I've asked them, well, have you fixed them? Do you know if they're fixed? And also when they're fixed, when they're TNR, which is trap and release, I believe, cats. It's they, trap, yeah. Yeah, right. they ear notch them. Trap, neuter, and release. Trap, neuter, and release. Okay. Right. They ear notch. The left ear, if it has... Different agencies notch the ear differently. Some of them put a V in it. Others pretty much kind of just cut the top of the tip off, you know, so it's, so when it's always on the left ear. So you can always tell if a cat is spayed or neutered by the left ear. If it isn't, it needs to get fixed. And even if we're riding down the road and we see a cat on the sidewalk, you know, Liz will stop. And say, hey, and look at that ear and and pick that cat up, go get it spayed and neutered and bring it right back where she found it. Because people are not taking responsibility and somebody has to. And that's where Love for Cats and Trapping Rescue is coming in. 
And I want to go back to a really great point that you made, because I don't think people that are just, there's what I call like, you know, cat people that really know about cats, like how fast they become pregnant when they're in the wild and they're not fixed and all that. I was not aware because my first cat, I adopted me, what, nine years ago. So now I have three plus two outside, So and they're both fixed. But people don't realize how fast they become pregnant. Sammy, I thought she was just eating well, had the babies, and I thought, oh, we have to get her fixed. I didn't know she wasn't fixed. So, of course, you know, she's in the wild. She she should not be fixed. By the time I went to Humane Society, they give you, you know, an appointment. Waiting for that appointment, she got pregnant again. And then it was the second, you know, litter. And I thought, I have to stop this because this is a cycle. And it keeps going, keeps going. And And it will keep going until mother dies. Right. They're moving around at like two weeks. They're all over the place at two weeks. Under your car, in your car, everywhere. At six weeks of age, the mother usually starts abandoning the kittens. By seven to eight weeks, they're definitely on their own. And then the mother will be pregnant again at that time. She will, yeah. After three weeks even of having those kittens, she can get pregnant again. That's why she pushes those kittens. So those kittens are going to be on their own when they are two pounds, you know, and it's it's a terrible situation. And we need to control this and we need to get the word out, please, spay, neuter. You know, we're here to help. We're a nonprofit organization. Um, We do charge a nominal fee depending on the situation, anywhere between $25 to $100. Broward County also will help. And I have their number if you want it. And we just, you know, need to get the word out there. I think by mentioning that there is, you know, because we're in Broward County, but we're heard everywhere. And I was even reading an article there was in Los Angeles about rescues and cat trap, not cat trapping, they didn't call it, but getting cats fixed because they determined that 50% of all of the cats that are in the shelters are euthanized. Yes. Ugh, I don't even like saying that word. And a lot of that has to do with people not taking responsibility. You know, again, it's... That is correct. I, you, you, you know, you got a hammer at home and it's not just, well, I just feed... That's not enough. That's not enough. It's, you know... That is Get correct. them fixed, then you could go ahead and just do the feeding and hopefully flea treatment and that kind of right. stuff. But that's another... Yeah. That's a whole other issue. Yeah, that's a whole other. That's you, a whole other feeding, show. Get them spayed. You know the cost of this. Like you said, it's nominal. Like most cat trappers, twenty five to a hundred or so, like around that area. And when you think about yeah. it, I think I spent buying the kitten formula, getting just in case because Sammy would wander off sometimes, and then making a tarp for the kittens, and then you know making a little area. A couple hundred bucks. So the cost of the trapper is not expensive. But you can also, like you said, most cats you are able to catch new main trap. Some are super sneaky and just are impossible yeah. like Sammy was. So there's other options. If you can't afford a cat trapper, what can you do? Well, I know in our area, Broward County Animal Care if you can get, if the cat is friendly enough and they can get it in a carrier or a trap, 
they will come and pick it up for them, spay and neuter it for free, and bring it back to them. And this is for people who can't afford to have an animal spayed or don't have transportation. You know, how do they do this? They get around or they don't have the money. So call Broward County Animal Care. I mean, in each city, you know, I know you're not just in Florida, but every county has a governmental animal control place. And that's where they need to start looking at their own, you know, individual city or county. And they will advise them on, you know, people, trappers, and other things like that. You just kind of answered my next question because it was how do people find a reputable cat trapper? Now, I can't imagine someone trying to pull a scam and, you know, take your money and not trap the cat. Well, actually, Liz trapped the cat and then I paid her. But <laughs> I can't believe someone. Right. And that's would, what we You know, but how do, do you, but I guess by contacting local authorities, you can find, you know, someone yeah. who's reputable and not just. Most clinics. Yeah, most clinics or governmental agencies will have the names and numbers of reputable trappers to come in and help you. Calling like, you know, critter control or, you know, you know how they take wild animals, calling one of those places is not good because they have taken cat, you know, places like that, you know, somebody's complaining, "Oh, this cat is here and in my yard." And they call just, you know, something out of the yellow pages or whatever. They'll trap the cat and go dump it somewhere else, you know. And that's not solving our problem because they're not getting spayed and neutered. You guys have done, I know, a lot of trapping for how many years now? Liz has been trapping for over four years. And I've been doing it for, well, I've been rescuing for 25 years but really just started trapping in the last couple of years. And we probably trapped over 3,500 cats. Wow. Now, how many? past four years. Okay, by trapping 3,500, how many cats? Because I know that on the back of Liz's card, she has this really cool, just shows how much cats multiply. But let's just, you know, I don't need exact numbers, but... By trapping 3,500, how many cats would you say you have saved from being born and maybe being euthanized? Uh, do you have a calculator? <laughs> 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 because I can't do that in my head. Okay. Because most cats have four to five kittens. And what happens is by those time, those say there's five to make it easy. Those five kittens are four to five months old. They're all, you know, if there's three girls, say, those three girls are having five kids at four months old. In one year, you can end up having, you know, here, Liz is bringing me the card right now so I can kind of look at it. But in one year, 12 cats can be produced. Two years, 67. Over a five-year period, if you don't spay and neuter, it's 11,000. 801 cats that will be reproduced by one colony. I mean, you guys have probably saved close to about half a million cats. Yes. Not only that, you know, when we're out there trapping and we see kittens out there, we're rescuing those kittens off the street and we're fostering them. 
and we're adopting them out. And we have just recently, we probably had, what would you say, 75 kittens between the two of us. Oh my gosh. Just by out there trapping and pulling those kittens off the street. You know, and that is a lot of work and a lot of money right there. (laughs) How many cats do you guys each have in your, like, personal cats? In our personal cats, I have 12. Liz has 10. What? Two personal. 12 and 10? I have 10. 12? Well, yeah. Well, she has two personal, but she has 12. But 10 are supposedly going up for adoption. Oh, yeah, sure. Right. You get attached. It's hard to to let them go. Exactly. But uh, So, so, yeah, we do have a lot. Now, you guys do a lot of, you know, you trap and for those that can afford it, you have a nominal charge, but you do also a lot of things that you just do goodwill and all that, but you're now a nonprofit. So um, tell us about that and tell us how people can find your website if they want to do a donation or find out more or if they're local. So how can they find you guys? They can find us on loveforcats.org. They can make a donation right on the website, and they can email us at liz at loveforcats.org, and that's four spelled out, like F-O-R. Okay, and there'll also be a link on, if you go to Pet Life Radio, go to Catitude, and go to this episode, there'll be a link to your website as well. So um, for people that are listening and driving or something, there's always an information on the episode page. So just in case you missed it. Yeah. We would love any donations. We're trying to do a lot of good work here and we're saving a lot of animals. And, you know, it's definitely our life's passion at this point. That's for sure. And definitely a talent because I'm telling you, Sammy was so hard. I thought Liz was like a magician, you know? (laughs) I'm sure you are too, Margaret. Liz was the one that happened to come. I thought, I I just thought there's no way. I said, I don't know if you're going to get her. She's hard. I just don't know. She said, follow my instructions about feeding. I have like 99.9% results. I go, when does it not work? She goes, when people don't follow my instructions. I said, okay, I'm going to follow them to a T. Absolutely. And it was like impossible because she was a What Don't you think, Liz? She was tough to catch, right? I thought Sammy was kind of hard to catch. I mean, what on your level of like 1 to 10, 10 being the hardest, where would you put Sammy? I would probably put Sammy as probably more like an 8 because... It was just, she needed, like you said, you followed the instructions that Liz gave you. Some cats are afraid of those traps and they will not go in them. And that's when, you know, we need to come in with a drop trap or another, a net even. You know, we just went into a garage that the police and the fire department and an abandoned house, two kittens were locked in a garage. Oh my God. And we had them break in the house. And we netted two kittens, you know, so I mean, it's, it, it all depends on the situation. But like I said, we pretty much have a 100% success rate. If people follow the instructions, we will get that cat. Well, I um, can attest. Another way that they can, you guys, yes, another way that they work. can see us is on Facebook. And it's Go Love for Cats on Facebook also. 
Okay, great. Thank you, Liz and Margaret, so much for coming on Catitude and telling us all about cat trappers and what you can do and how you can end this horror of all of these poor little cats being born and then killed. That's correct. Get a cat trapper if you cannot do it yourself. Find a cat trapper. You guys do amazing work. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Michelle, and it was a pleasure. I'd like to thank Liz and Margaret for coming on Catitude. They are amazing cat trappers. Thanks to Sammy and Jeffro, who started this whole trapping business, especially Sammy, because she was the one I had to trap and hire Liz for. And I would like to thank Charlotte and Molly because they're the babies of Sammy and Jethro and somebody else for Molly because she has different coloring. But thanks. The family is all happy, all fixed, and all well taken care of. And thanks to my producer for making me and my guests sound great. And thanks to all of my feline friends for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. There are so many more exciting shows coming up. Stay tuned. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.